Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's 8 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. And as I said to you last week, we weren't quite sure, but we are sure now. Initiated with me is David Ngombeni, who is the CEO of a company called Alpha Investments Groups. And we're going to talk a little bit about Alpha, but I think primarily we're going to speak about a idea, a concept called Kidzania, which is a kids entertainment world city that's being built, being developed, and it's almost like walking into a real live monopoly with its own currency, its own buildings, its own theme, and really what it's all about is about education, where a a, a young child, a young adult, uh, being a teenager, can go in and look, feel, touch, experience that career which they might want to go into. But I think I've given enough of an introduction there. Yes, yes. David, welcome to High FM. Thank you very much for having me. Great. It's a pleasure to have you. David, let's start, first of all, Alpha Investment Group. Yes. Who are you guys? Okay. Well, maybe I can't st- I can't talk about Alpha Investment Group without talking about myself because I founded Alpha Investment Group. If you can allow me to just tell a little bit about me and how I got to found I think, Alpha, I think would be a miss because really, if you founded the group <laughs> and the group has your person, your persona, yes. so let's start from there. Yes. So, as you've heard, my name is David Gobeni. Um, I'm a chartered accountant, I'm a chartered financial analyst, and also have CMA qualifications. So, got okay. So, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> When you become a, a chartered accountant, you become a CA. Yes. When you come an investment in, in specialist, you become a CFA. Yes. And that's different to a CFP. A CFP is a financial planner, which yes. is what I am. Yes. A CFA who does all the dirty work behind what I recommend to my clients. Then CMA is a new animal on the block. It's been around for a couple of years, which basically means you're an accountant everywhere. Yes. And you sort of know everything. So, David, I take it you, you, you're not exactly the… You don't struggle in the cerebral area. <laughs> no, no, thank you very much. You're very generous. So, yes, I, I was an investment banker for five years after qualifying as a chartered accountant. I joined Standard Bank Group um, on the chartered, uh, on the on the structured finance side. After that, a uh, few years uh, into my career, I joined an investment holding company, Shanduka Group. I then became the chief financial officer. And later on, being chief labor, I also became chief financial, a uh, chief investment officer. So it was two positions for the price of one. So they got, they a, good got, deal. It. They got a good deal out of me. And, uh, and uh, worked there and just got quite a bit of experience, cross-border experience. Uh, got the CIC to invest, uh, to buy five, 25% into the group, a deal that took us about a year. Got involved in a few deals, Mozambique, um, uh, Ghana, Nigeria. What type of deals? Uh, we telecom deals in, in Nigeria, property deals in Ghana. Um, gas to power Mozambique and most of our investments of course were through Mauritius and of course was involved in here and uh, quite a few other deals we have done I think the ones that are not worthy includes the McDonald's deal was involved uh, in that. Uh, in the original deal? Original deal and the last deal. I was selling it. So I led the selling of McDonald's. So there's a certain chap who's very uh, prominent today who loves Buffalo. Were you involved with him at all? 
I worked for his company. I was just an employee. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was just an employee. For those of you in the dark, we're talking about Cicero <laughs> Ramaphosa at the moment. Yes, I worked. I worked for his company uh, for about seven years. I was actually quite involved in a few deals, Coca-Cola deal, McDonald's deal, and a few other, of course, cross-border transactions. Um, I think what was also quite interesting uh, for me during the six years was the responsibility to raise all the capital for the group. So I know where all the money came from that was used for investments, all the investments we made. I basically signed for all that. So did that and was responsible as well for restructuring of the company, uh, when he decided to change his career into politics, because I mean, I guess uh, as an, it was my responsibility as a chief investment officer and chief financial officer to to get that done. Following which, uh, the remaining shareholders, being mainly Standard Bank and uh, China Investment Corporation, also asked me to merge whatever was left of the company because to get him out, obviously, it was going to be very difficult to raise enough money to do that, being the largest shareholder at around thirty five percent. Um, I had to basically, uh, we had to unbundle investments to him, those that wouldn't create conflict of interest, which was the main reason why in the first place he had to leave the company started, which was very difficult. I'm sure it was difficult for him. We, I then made whatever remained of his company. It doesn't exist anymore, by the way, for those who don't know. Shanduka doesn't exist anymore. Uh, whatever remained of it, I merged it with a company called Pembani, and I led that process. So I led the process of getting him out. I led the process of merging whatever remained with this company. And after that, I thought I'd graduated. I decided to start my own company. And How long ago? That must be quite recently. Yes, about two two years ago. Two okay. years, three months ago, I started Alpha Investment Group. It effectively started beginning of uh, 20, 2016. We're talking about Shenduka. No, We're talking Alpha about other now. companies. Oh. But, Mark, so my question is, why Alpha? Why the name? Why the name? I think Alpha, you get different definitions of Alpha. If you want the biblical one, there is also Alpha, which is the beginning. And also, I guess it's also an English, uh, basically, definition. But also with Alpha returns, it's returns that are above average. So I really believe you're going to generate above average returns, hence Alpha. Okay. And also alpha in an investment sense also represents stability. Yes. You know, you're, look, you're looking for alpha. Yes. You know, you're looking for the stability in the investment and then we'll go above there. Yes. Fantastic. Definitely. definitely yeah. That's how alpha was founded. That's alpha. So alpha today, it has done a few transactions. Um, I think if basically I think the next question you're going to ask me is, David, how do you find yourself? You know, uh, I see that. I've never had that before. I've never had someone tell me (laughs) what question I'm going to ask. And the reason I'm so shocked is I'm often not quite sure what question I'm going to ask. So, so obviously, as an executive where I was working, I did have, you know, there were incentives there in terms of shares and stuff. I, when that was, you know, when I cashed out that, I, I used all that money basically to capitalize my company. And I was very brave uh, two months into the, you know, into starting Alpha. I raised half a billion from Investec and took a position in some shares. Uh, it was a, it was a seven month transaction and managed to make some profit out oh, of that. Nice. And so there was a speculative investment. It was very speculative. Yes, it was very speculative. I knew I was coming in and I was going to get out within seven months anyway. 
did that transaction, got some profit, and you start to capitalize the companies even further. So that's how I did it. And then to date, we have done made a few investments before we get to the main topic for the day. I just gonna just uh, talk about the two other investments offers, other than the one that we did for speculative reasons, really to raise capital. Um, we we invested in uh, an IT company called the Smart Technology Center. It is a 20-year-old family-run business, fairly small. Um, the reason being that we we knew that Kitsen was going to be a consumer of technology. And instead of hiring a whole lot of IT, IT guys, I decided to buy into an IT company and control its strategy. So we own 60% of that, of that particular company. And of course, we invested in a business that make coolers. And coolers, we're talking those branded fridges you see in market, in supermarkets and for those who drink in bottle of stores. And we. So, and the, the fridge, the, the, yeah, the, the, the double doors and single okay. doors and that you see in supermarkets and all that. We do have a company called, um, Inochu Africa. It's a company that also started about a year and three months ago. We started manufacturing uh, those coolers, and it's in partnership with a global leader. So we manufacture them under license from a global leader called Embera. Embera are a subsidiary of FEMSA, the largest bottle of Coke in the world. They are listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Got involved when they wanted to, you know, set foot in in the continent through South Africa, and I was called by some of the people I used to because I used to be on the board of uh, of uh, of Coke, and also I am well, still also on the board of McDonald's. I'm, I'm the chairman of their their audit committee and mm -hmm. an executive director as well. After selling selling that, so it's also also have done a few things. We respond. We were involved in the or advising and the sell of certain assets, including the McDonald's and all that stuff. Uh, I think McDonald's, Coke, and a few others, some property assets as well that we have, we have managed to um, advise on. And so this company is doing quite a bit of business with SAB Miller. We, 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 we I think last year we were given the largest allocation uh, in in their new coolers uh, for, for, for the country and some were exported to Mozambique and Zambia. It's very interesting because um, just I, I don't know too much about that sector, but what I, from what I do understand is that a lot of the the stuff, for example, a company that used to be called KRC, yes. that's manufactured in Swaziland. Okay. Um, but, you know, that type of technology is often more cost-effective to import Yes. Rather than to manufacture locally. Yes. If you are, which I'm sure you are, being able to turn a profit, mm -hmm. what one is doing there is creating jobs. Yes. Bringing and upskilling people, bringing yeah. new people, upskilling existing people. Yes. And allowing people to buy local stuff that is of the same quality than elsewhere. I've seen that in the pharmaceutical industries yes. Yes. where people would not touch Chinese machines. Yeah. Until they went into Africa. Mm -hmm. And so those machines working as effectively as European, uh, yes. all of a sudden they're sort of buying the Chinese machine. Yeah. And you're doing the same thing here where it's a local machine, employing local people, yeah. creating a local economy, yes. and it's just of the same quality because it's under license. Definitely. That's spot on. So what we're doing, most of the bill of materials are actually imported. You're right. I think substantially all, and I think initially the whole kit would be imported. And, uh, yeah, the whole kit will be imported. And, 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 of course, we have local people manufacturing manufacturing um, coolers in South Africa. David, we need to run to the shops because yes. we somehow need to pay for this, uh, yes. this radio station. Yes. So let's run to Everts quickly. We'll be back in a moment. Avi on money.
12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 20 minutes past 12. David, I've just realized I've done very little talking in the last 20 minutes, which is really, really nice. <laughs> David Ngumeni, CEO of Alpha Capital, Alpha is investment, I- group, investment yeah. group. Sorry. Yes, yes. Thank you. He's in the studio. We've just done a... A, um, into a, a bit of a run through history yes, where yes. you've come. I think your credentials are there. Um, but I'm itching to find out a little bit about Kidzania. Yes. Be- before we get there, yes. you could have done anything. Yes. You could have gone into agriculture. You could have yes. gone into mining. You could have commodities, whatever you want. Yes. Why are you creating Kidzania? It doesn't sound to me like it's a major money spinner. It's, ra- it's radio. You need to talk. You can't nod. <laughs> Interesting, interesting question. Why Kizania? Look, I think, um, I think given my background, there's just a bit of me that I didn't mention, I didn't talk about of how I even got to go to university and stuff and how I struggled my way through, which is uh, very- so if I can ask you, let's not rush to that. I think it's important that these stories are told. Yes. I don't know if you remember if you've seen the, recently the deputy, um, um, Justice mm-hmm. spoke about his story and yes. he publicly spoke about it. Yes. And what that did to the country. Yes. I think it's important that these stories are told. Yes. Because I sit in, in, across you in the studio and I look at you and you are an incredibly accomplished man. But if we don't know the background, yes. we often, often don't know the magnitude of the accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you very much. So one of the things is when I got to high school, I didn't have money to go to university. But the, where were you in primary school? I, I wasn't in a private school. I wasn't in a private school. So I'm going to just start it because it's a long story. I want right. to come again for that. I thought I wouldn't even have time for Kizania. But I'll say enough for people to actually know where, where I'm coming from. So um, my parents had passed on, and I had my siblings to look after me. And Were you the oldest? No, the youngest, fortunately. And when I was, you know, when, when, when I'd finished my, my high school and I was staying with one of my brothers, you know, um, who was at that point staying in Hilbra? I wanted to go to university. I didn't want to get a job because I told myself I want to go to university. And after I finished my high school, I was very adamant. You know, they said, "But no, you passed well. You can go get yourself a good job and stuff like that." And I want to get a job. I, I want to go to university. So I I said to myself, "I'm gonna I'm gonna raise an application fee. That's not too much money to raise." Okay, I was a bit late, so. A vet at that point wanted 100 bucks for the application fee, which is a lot of money for someone that didn't have a cent. What year was this? That was uh, 1996. I started okay. my, yeah, I went to university in 1997. That's when I started my undergraduate at the University of Pretoria. Eventually, so I, I went, I, then I saw in the newspaper there was a, a marketing company that, well, it called itself a marketing company that needed people. And uh, when they wrote some form of a test, passed it, and after passed it, then they said, okay, tomorrow, and you've passed now, you've got a job, but guess what? Tomorrow come with an empty bag. I said, wow, okay. What kind of a, what kind of a job is it where I had to bring an empty bag? I, little did I know that we had to sell some Chinese products. I was being hired to be one of those guys who go door to door. Door to door selling that for commission. I didn't mind. I wanted. To, I was so determined to go to university. I didn't care what it, you know, what it costed me to do so. When they worked for four days and raised some money, 
you know, I raised enough to, to be able to pay this, which was already double at that point because I was late. Because you could have paid 50 bucks if you applied the year before as I was playing, paying 100 bucks. Then I realized, okay, being a religious person, I had to pay my tithes. So I decided, okay, if I, out of the 108 that I had, if I paid tithes, I'm just under 100 bucks. So this wasn't for me. So I went to University of Pretoria, which used to still charge me 35% application <laughs> fee, 35 friends application fee. That's how I should have decided on my wow. university. I was late, but this prof just told me that, um, now these were his words. He says... You know, you 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 must be a prayerful person. He said, mm, why do you say so? He said, because those who delight in the Lord, He gives them the desires of their heart. You must be Christian. That's what He said. I'm gonna give you this position. gonna I'm gonna give you this place. That's how I actually got to university. Got in there. Of course, I qualified. My points were they had, had done very well, and and then I got in, and that's how I I got to university. So I know how it is like not to have the private education that other people get. But I worked hard throughout my university, passed first time, did very well, and then went to, and I never repeated a course, uh, went on to become a chartered accountant. Where did you do your articles? PricewaterhouseCoopers. So okay. I started at the University of Pretoria, then uh, joined PricewaterhouseCoopers. So why, Kizania, coming back to your question, look, education is something that I'm very passionate about, seeing how determined I was to do whatever it took to go to to university because I believed in education. And Kizania gives you, it's an edutainment center, so it's not like one of those places where you just go around and you just have um, places to play and, and, and all that stuff. There is actually, it's an edutainment, so it gives you education and entertainment, or education being given in an entertaining way, but also gives businesses a platform to communicate. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to keep quiet for the next couple of minutes. Paint the picture yes. of the, the only child I have in school is in grade 10. Yes. I still get standards and grades confused. Yes, 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 that's fine. And I would like to take her there. Yes. What experience is – she's a very arty sort of child. Yes. Into dancing and all sort of thing. Yes. We're going to go there. I want to expose her to this. What are we going to experience? So the first kid is going to be at four ways more. And most of the kids in here are normally put in a mall because one, for, for security, they already have the first security being a mall. Correct. Then also have extra security because kids in itself is a very secure environment. You know, they're going to be given security bracelets and all sorts of things. They can never go, get out without the parent who brought them in and all sorts of things. So maybe taking through this, just go through a journey. You go in the mall and you go where Kizania is. It's going to have a dedicated drop-off zone for those who come as a school. And, of course, for parents like yourself coming in uh, with your child, you park your car somewhere in the parking. By the way, you just have to remember that when you get out, you, you will, will make sure that you, you don't have to pay for your, for, your, for, your, for, your, for your parking. Thank you. Yeah, which is great. You go in there, you go to the entrance. The entrance will be kitted out like an airport, just like a check-in counters. Just imagine you're going through check-in counters. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're checked in your luggage and you're not going in. And you're going somewhere, uh, uh, but not maybe not domestic because it's not it's not quite like the domestic one. Maybe let's say the international one, as you you're not there and you know you're going out, and that's one. And I mean, most people would have heard about the Boeing that was moved to four ways mm -hmm. like a month or two ago. It actually was a Boeing three seven three seven that we're taking there as part of the experience. That's for those who want to be in the aviation uh, industry. 
there's going to be simulators there and all that in that. Was that Boeing moves as part of your experience? It's, it's, yeah, it, but that's, it wasn't part of the experience. It will be part of the experience okay. once we finish the building because it's, we're going to build around it. So you're going to go under the Boeing, but you can only enter it through the mezzanine inside. Okay. And it's going to be there right at the... You know, right at the entrance, we call it an airport, and they're gonna go there. The the boarding pass and the t- the ticket will be like in form of a boarding pass, as if the kids are going somewhere. It Wonderful. just gives you that illusion to go. You're going somewhere else. But it's a totally different ex- experience to anything a child would have had. Definitely, you go inside. They they have we have about fifty five establishments, and with an establishment, it's almost like you have a hospital for those who wanna be doctors who work in in the in the medical field, and with all the different roles you know, or careers one can have in medicine. That includes being a surgeon, radiography, and all sorts of things, nurses, and all that stuff. So you're going to have role-playing in that. So we're going to get to the role-playing later on. Of course, those who want to be in aviation, we've got a radio partner being uh, 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 Jacaranda. We do have a bank. Our bank is actually a standard bank. That's surprising. Yeah, that's surprising, right? <laughs> okay, so so it means I left a good name there. Then. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, so it means I was a good worker there. So, of course, you do have Standard Bank, but also that's not the only bank that is there. You've got invest, uh, NetBank for, 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 for investment banking side, teaching them about investments, risk and return, the relation between risk and return, and uh, putting together an, an asset and an asset class, and as well as how you mitigate risk by diversifying your portfolio and all stuff like that. Where we actually gonna mimic what actually happens, that portfolio will mimic what actually happens outside, and we're gonna use listed shares for them to actually experience it. They're actually gonna walk around and wanting to know what's happened to that share and that share and that share because it's part of their portfolio, and they will take that experience outside. Though of course they can only come close out the transaction within within the city but there's an app that they can follow they can choose to close out and a transaction on a on a on a share or do different things that you can do sell buy whatever depending on what happens there so you actually have the experience on the investment side the bank they will actually explain what it is like to be fickered even though we we, okay, because of poppy and a whole lot of other right. stuff, we need to be very careful how we do that. But they actually go through the process of uh, getting a bank account opened, because when you get the ticket, it comes as a as a pack. It comes with you get fifty kizos, which is the currency of the city. Right. It comes with a secure bracelet to make sure that you don't get lost and you don't end up going with someone who didn't bring you in. And of course, you got a ticket and then all that stuff. You go in there. When you're in, you 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 basically choose what you want to do. Of course, the first thing you do deposit that money. The kids are in the bank, get a bank account with your name on. So they're gonna have a branded card, which they can use to buy stuff within the city, and that has got their name on it. So that will be for most kids the first bank account they ever have. Now, uh, listening to you. I'm assuming this is not a once-off interaction. You can't you want re- repeat. You actually have to repeat because now the first thing you can do is say so. Because it's an independent economy, you can you you can when your 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 fifty kilos run out because maybe you went to indulge yourself. You went. I want to rent a car because you can't just go and grab a car. You actually go through the car rental process where you'll be asked. You need to give us. We don't take cash here. We need a credit card. And you need your driver's license. Meaning, if it's the first time you ever been to a Kizania, you actually have to take 
go through the process of taking a driver's license. So we do have simulators and they have to pass, get basic understanding of the rules of the road, uh, go through a simulator, pass the test, get their eyes tested, and then get a driver's license with their name on it. So then then go back to whether we're going to go with the likes of Avis, Europe, Cow, whether it's Beatvest. Say, now, where's your driver's license? Here it is. And where's your credit card? Here it is. Now I can rent a car. So they need to, they basically learn about life other than just knowing about something technical like investments and banking and stuff like that. So, okay, that's actually what mommy went through to get her driver's license. That's how daddy, you know, what daddy went through to, to get their driver's license. Then you can drive, and those cars we are bringing in, they can actually drive their parent, the parent will be a passenger in there. So it will be a two-seater. That's a scary thought. It's a, but it's not a fast car. <laughs> no, of course it's not fast. So, but that tells you what they can do. But also we've got an art studio. We do have uh, acting academy for those who are more into arts. So we've got a theater, 76 seaters theater there and a whole lot of other things there. Just a quick question that's come up. Someone says it sounds wonderful, but what's it going to cost? <laughs> uh, it's, look, we're busy still finalizing the pricing, but for a four-hour stint, you're going to charge only 300 rands. And you must remember, the only other thing you have to pay for there, because once your money runs out, you can't go to mommy and say, I want more money. It's not like getting tokens. You actually have to go get a job. So when you role play being a doctor, you are dressed as such that you get to be taught first what a doctor does for a living and what they actually do and given a door to operate on and all that stuff. When you finish that, you are into you step into character. When you finish that, they say, Thank you, doctor, for your work, here's your salary. You get paid. So you actually earn money. You spend it, you earn it. You also learn to invest it, serve it, because if you leave your money in a bank account, it accrues interest. When you come back the next time, you basically have your closing balance plus interest, and then you've got a new balance as well. So it's actually a proper economy that teaches you all that stuff. So for 300 you go get all that, and you can do basically anything you want. It sounds like a child will come back again and again. But let's say the person's reaching 18, yes, and they now have reached maturity and they're no longer part of the Kidzania world. And they've got a bank account with a couple of hundred kidzos in it. Yes. But they don't want to donate it. They want to spend it. <laughs> yes. What can they spend it on? That's a very good question. So what we're talking to quite quite a few uh, partners that we have. Um, one of them wants actually have, a, we have a, what we call a, don- a department store. Right. In the department store, you can actually buy items with that money. Besides buying services when you're indulging yourself, like driving a car or you want to go through to a saloon or whatever, when you, you actually can buy real items, could be stationery or other stuff. So in some apparel, for, there's actually a fashion uh, company that actually want to even put their their their... The brand their there. brand in there, and you'll be able to actually buy that using kids. Amazing. So it's, it's, you've created a virtual currency that becomes a real currency at a particular stage. But it, really what it is, it's the way I see it, yes. it's almost like a magical monopoly. Because you sit down at the board, and then the board just morphs into a, a city, yes. and you walk through this without any risk. You know, the yeah. worst that you can happen is say, oh, I messed up. Let me go find a job. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, how did they get the car? 
Yes. Well, I didn't spend all my kids are last time. I've yes. got them. Yeah. So now I can just drive her. It creates a whole real simulated real world experience where the worst you can do is um, spend a bit of time making some money. That's actually true. And and having fun in the process because then you also get to experience certain, certain industries because in some cases, I mean, it's easier for, for example, your child to know what the radio is all about because daddy – is is you know is involved in the radio business, but for some people who don't know, you get to role play over a hundred careers within Kitania. That's or, one, that's something I wanted to ask you, and maybe I'll come back to it after the break. Yes, is that in <coughs> four ways? It's mm. unlikely we're going to have a child walking in who is really really clueless. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take long for you and I to get into our car and take a drive together in any compass direction. Yes, and we all come into a school yes. with a pit toilet. Yeah. With teachers that are not qualified to be teachers. Yeah. Children desperate to learn and not given what they need. Yet I just have this image of a child like that coming in and looking around and just thinking he's, he or she's absolutely overwhelmed. Just yeah. not quite sure where to start. Yes. Are there counselors? Are there guides? Are there, is there someone to bring this child in so they're not just left on their own, so to speak? Yes. No, they won't be left on their own. Up to, Children up to the age of four, the parents must be with the child, even though we do have what, what we call them supervisors. And these are like supervisors or minders. And these are the people who are trained by the various brands we're going to have there to actually put in, you know, the, the, this, these kids in a position where they feel they're actually role-playing that career as the doctor would actually do because Correct. they now understand what a doctor does because they've, of course, given some lecture of what it is all about before they start. So those, actually, we're going to be employing over 300 within each facility of such. How big is the facility? The facility is 8,000 square meters under roof. and It's compact with mezzanine. That's a mini mall in itself? Yeah, it is. Within a mall. So this, I drove past four ways two days ago. Yes. Saw a whole lot of construction. That's it. So a big chunk of that is yours. Mm, or, not, or, or not a portion a, thereof. A portion thereof, yes. A portion thereof is ours, yeah. Okay. Four ways is up and running. It's all great. Where's your next, where's your next step? We, we're going to be doing the kitting out and all these things to put all these things together. 54 establishments like a radio studio, uh, theater, you know, TV studio, media center, all these things, careers of the future where we're going to have also entice those who are a bit older who want more fun stuff and all that stuff. We're going to have that and we planning to open on the 1st of December this year. In four ways. In four ways. And after the first four, one. Where's the next one planned to be? Devon and Cape Town at the same time, okay. two years after opening the first one. Are we, are we planning any in the rural areas? A very good question. Um, this also has to be, yeah, okay. We, we, we are planning, it depends, but we, we are planning to have some in the rural areas, yes. Okay, on that note, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with you in a moment. Avi on money. 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 20 minutes to 1. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've uh, stayed with us, I've got David Ngumbeni in the studio and it's been a fascinating conversation. Just understanding where, David, where you come from, where you're going, what you've done, what you've achieved. Kidsania is your major project at the moment. But having listened to you for the last while, I don't think you run one project at one time. No. 
Is there anything else that's running on the side? Maybe, maybe on still on the Kizania uh, subject, we also have the first right for sub-Saharan Africa for that. So you get a license for the country. But is we, this a franchise? It's a franchise. Okay, sorry, I it's was a, thinking it's a, it's a global brand. Okay, sorry, my apologies. I was thinking that this is unique one. because of the word Zania. Uh-uh. I thought it was peculiarly, you know, to South Africa. No, so it's originally started in Mexico. It's currently we currently have twenty five operating Kizanias, including London, Dubai, in Dubai Mall. Those will be in Dubai Mall this day, and Singapore. There is one, and you got Malaysia. You got um, uh, also in Cairo, uh, Russia. America in USA they're opening three at the same time they're planning to open three at the same time uh, you know and so it is in Europe and of course we're also having Paris and the Netherlands coming up and all that so there is there are about 13 under construction Johannesburg being one of them so let me ask you something so it's a license for South Africa that we got if I had to walk into Kizania, Mexico, Mexico yes, City, yes. and Mex- and Johannesburg four ways, yes. would that be identical or would it have the flavor of the country when I walk in? Would I feel that I'm a different place? There will be a little bit of the flavor of the country there because, for example, there'll be the, the first Kizania to have a mining, a simulated mine is South Africa because we say we are a mining country. Correct. So we have one of the listed gold mining company being our partner in that. They're going to showcase the mining of today and the mining of the future and, and all that stuff. So kids who want to be in mining will actually find that a very interesting place to be. You're worried about Fika and Poppy. Yes. I'm worried about labor when you put a child into a mine to earn money. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we actually uh, did our due diligence properly on all the rules and laws that affects, you know, having kids in there. I mean, because basically they're having fun. But they're actually learning something in the process. It's not like real, like labor or hard labor and all that stuff. It's something that they do for fun. But they're learning in the process. In South Africa, I'm not too concerned about elsewhere in the world. Did you have to get regulatory um, approval from, I don't know, the Department of Education, the same department that runs nursery schools and licensing? What type of licenses did you have to have in order to have children? In a confined area for a period of time, we didn't need <coughs> the, the 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 Department of Education's permission to operate. But of course, we are working to become, a, you know, to have them as a partner, because we really believe we have something to offer for the kids of South Africa. Because some of the people are sitting, like you said, your first question that you said you're going to come back to after the break. So what happens to? You know, a kid who comes from a place where they don't have a clue what's going on. They've never even been near a plane. Let, let alone trying to Fair. learn how to fly it and lend it and all that. Well, don't know what a bank account is. And it, just, exactly. Uh, what's a credit card? What's a credit card? It's a piece of plastic, but how does exactly. it work? Exactly. So every child, once they get in there, they're par because they're going to re- receive the same kind of training before they get to role play anything. By the time they finish, they, they would have learned. Of course, some might be slower than others, but in the end, they all learn the same thing. So you, we, 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 do, we, we, we do cater for, for that by having so many people within the facility, like 300 will be employed. You know, just to maybe share with the listeners, I've just come from a fascinating um, meeting at one of the biggest insurers in the country, mm-hmm. private insurance company, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to a young lady who's a chartered accountant also, mm-hmm. 
And we were just talking about language and business medium and pronunciation of certain words. Yes. And and I just mentioned that I happened to hear on the radio this morning a, a, a news anchor, did, uh, you know, read the word depot as depot. Mm-hmm. And I just said, well, that's incorrect because that's not the right pronunciation of the word. Mm-hmm. And you know, she said to me, but give the guy a break and a slack. It's not his fir-. I said, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. When it comes to you reporting on financial statements, they're perfect. Yes. According to the way it should be. Yes. Instead of giving people a break like that, let's raise the bar. Yeah, that's let's true. Let's raise the bar. That's and true. Uh, publicly, I must thank a guy, Tabisum Konazi, who put me in my place sure. a while ago mm. where I was working with him and I, I saw his son and I said, Ach, I can't pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And he very sternly turned around and said to me, try. So I looked at it. I said, Konazi. He said, look carefully. There's apostrophe above the M. Yes. So I stopped. Yes. And now I'm not exactly in my comfort zone. <laughs> and I pronounced it correctly. He said, yes. all you need to do is try. Try. Make yeah. an effort. Yeah. And what he did is made me realize that I don't like being called Avi when my name is Avi. Yeah, I see. And just make the effort. Yes. And what I'm hearing from you is we are taking people who don't have the exposure and saying to him, this is the level that everybody needs to be in, in order to communicate. No That's one it. gave you your CMA, your CA no. because of who you were. No. You earned it and you got it yes. fair and square. That's it. And we're the people that we want to deal with in society. That's it. Is when I walk into a doctor, I just want to know that the person's qualified. That's it. The rest is irrelevant. That's it. And, and this, I think, is what's giving these kids. We're coming from a background where they maybe could feel that they less, um, they left, they left hope, less opportunity. Yeah. And saying to them, no, just apply and, you know, things will happen for you. That's it. That's it. So I think it will be a level playing field there. And also for those who can't afford to pay the 300 uh, rands, we're also putting down 5% of our ticket sales to to help those who can't help themselves. Okay, now who do you know who can and who can't? How does that process work? I think if for I park my milk in the parking lot and walk in and walk say, in. yeah, I've had a rough day. Hey? I can't afford this. How's it going to work? I know I'm being facetious, but clearly – a domestic worker's child, 300 rand for four hours is a staggering amount of money. That, that's it. That becomes a bit more difficult, but I think we, we're going to apply a group approach to that. Um, with the private schools, we say, mm, if you can afford a private school, obviously you're coming through your school, it should be fine. But for, especially for public schools, I think we, we're going to just maybe give them either discounted tickets in some cases, also offer them for, for free. There's so much going through my mind. I actually lost my train of thought. I shouldn't admit that publicly on radio. Yes. But what I was going to ask you, what is the medium, the language it's, medium? It's actually, it's actually English. The, the, so the, the, the media will be English. Right. However, because we're going to be having a lot of different uh, facilitators, to the extent that someone doesn't understand English, there will be someone speaking their language within that within the facility and then they will help them but still the media is english because that's the business language that's it but if you get a nine-year a group of nine-year-old boys coming from some remote area yes where english is really yeah. un- unheard of yes the last thing we want them to do is miss out on the experience that's because it. i didn't understand what was going that's on it. that's where this supervisor who call them supervisors come in and help them who have one who understand their language and be able to help them through. fantastic David, I'm, I'm now going to prod a little bit, if you don't mind, and we might just go yes. through depending what Craig allows me to do. That's it. Um, I'd like you to take off your the, the, the company that you represent, Hat, and talk as an individual. Yes. We've gone through a lot of change in this country. You've yes. clearly been very close 
to the change simply because of the business and not from a political point of view. Yes, yes. In the next short while, people are listening to this radio station. People are unsettled. People mm. are uncertain. Mm-hmm. You're talking about investment mm-hmm. of amounts that some people can't even calculate because yes. we don't talk in billions. Yes. We may be talking thousands. Yes. That money is invested because there's confidence. Yeah. What are you? What's your feeling? What's your future outlook about South Africa? About the the trajectory that we're going on, and I'm not asking you to say anything that would prejudice your business or your mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. but as a South African mm-hmm. who's clearly gone to a lot of people for a lot of money mm-hmm. in order to invest in the country, mm-hmm. talk us through what goes through your mind. I must say I'm I'm I'm, I'm quite confident. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's essentially quite funny. I guess in South Africa we're privileged. I mean, having been to some other African countries, I think we we start off with we are much better off than other African countries where people are actually putting money in. But in South Africa, given the current leadership, um, I think having been working under you know, the, 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 the current leader of the country, I, I'm, I'm very, very confident. He's pro-business. He was a businessman himself and a very good one. He's, I learned a lot from him. I learned how to dream from him. And if, if I, I look, I'm not involved in politics and I'm not you know, I'm not a politician at all, but if what he represented as a businessman is anything to use to gauge where we are going, I think the country is safe, and I think it will be pro-business, and I'm actually very confident. I was privileged enough to work under him and having to dream and, you know, and, 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 and being aggressive in some cases and, you know, I mean, two months into starting Alpha, raising so much money and doing that, that's, that's aggression. That's, that's being very aggressive. And, of course, in, like it's, it's, it's a measured aggression because, because I'm trained to, 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 to measure risk and all that stuff. But I'm confident that the country is in good hands. I think it will take time to stabilize things. Just like anything. I mean, we've gone through a lot as a country and, and, and whatever comes in, you, would, you could have picked the best president in the world. They would, need it, they would need time to run and stabilize things. But all in all, I'm confident. Now, that's something that the minister, the minister, the mayor of Johannesburg said yes. <clears throat> when he came in. Mm-hmm. He's don't expect miracles. I'm still working on the previous <laughs> government, previous city's budget for another 18 months. Yes. Number one. And number two is that th- th- there's just so many layers that I need to work through. I need to pick my fights. That's it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick those fights that I feel will put us on the trajectory going forward. You know, if we look back, Trevor Manuel, yes. the most underrated minister that this country has ever had. Yes. 2007, 8, 9 came and went. Yeah. And we, were, we got bruised, yes. but we certainly weren't broken. That's it. Because Trevor Manuel turned around to Nelson Mandela and to Thabo Mbeki at the time and to the ANC and said populist economics is very good for winning elections. Yes. It's not good for running countries. That's it. If we want to have a country in 25 years' time, mm-hmm. we need to follow the principles. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. Got business involved, but confidence in, got the buy-in of the man in the street. Yeah. And we were bulletproof that's it. when that recession came. That's it. And that, that's the type of thinking that I'm hearing now yeah. coming back. There are a lot of political shenanigans that make me worried. Yes, yes. Um, the, the racism is a constant worry for me. Yeah. Being a Jew, 
the, the constant anti-Jewish rhetoric also makes me very unsettled. Um, you know, I grew up in a post post-Holocaust environment mm-hmm. and never understanding. I was born in 1970, which is pretty short, often mm-hmm. 1945 as that's a generation that's goes. It, that's it. Like, how did it happen, man, guys? <laughs> how did you just line up and let them? And then you grow up and you mature. And sometimes you ask yourself the same question. You know, is the writing not on the wall so I not see a little bit more? And then I sit in the studio across and people like you are practical, realistic, confident, business focused, without baggage. And you think, why would you want to be anywhere else? That's it. And that's really what it's about. Lastly, I don't know, you know, if I didn't even ask you if you've got children and children in school. Yes. But what's your feeling having gone through education here in South Africa? Yes. You said you went through private education. No, in the house. In, no, 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 not public, private. Public. public. <laughs> yeah. To me, that's the biggest crisis that we have right yes. now. Yes. For all Robert Mugabe's nonsense. Yes. He got one thing right. Education. You will not, or hardly find an illiterate Zimbabwean. That's true. We don't. We 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 we're just so far behind the curve. That's true. How are we going to correct that? Look, I think Kizania will go a long way to inspire because kids can only aspire to what they know exists. So it's going to give them something to aspire to. I want to be a doctor. That we have university, vet universities are partner there. Then they'll be told, listen, if you want to do engineering, because there's going to be manufacturing there for those who want to be in manufacturing, you're going to have to keep your pure maths. You can't leave it. And people, kids are going to start aspiring, you know, to be something. And for that, I think they will work harder. And I think they'll even push, push, push their teachers to, to, to say, I want to learn. I want to be an engineer. I want to learn. I want to be an accountant because I like, I like what I experienced when I was at Kidzania. But I guess the private sector has to be involved. And uh, it's going to take time to correct it. But I think the generations that are being born now, I've got kids. I've got uh, eight and four. And uh, they are fortunate enough that daddy can take them to a good school, uh, of course. And and for them, it's not. And they're not going to go through the same journey that I had. But because dad went through that journey, they're standing on your shoulders. That's it. When is kids annual launching? You said December. Yeah, December. That's the plan. Yeah, first okay. of December. Now I'm going to be aggressive. Yes, go. I'd on. like to be at the launch. Yes. And I would like to involve the schools that I'm involved with. I'm glad. Um, in there. I'd like, you know, the representatives of the school, maybe the principals, somewhere to be there. Yep. And every school in this area has a sister school yes. in a less privileged area. Oh, so you. if we can bring that partnership together, even more than that, I taught in a school called Glen Hazel Primary down the road. <laughs> yes. When I taught there, it was 100% white, yes. 70% Jewish. Yes. Today it's 100% black, majority underprivileged kids. Wow. And that's... Literally down the road, you and I could walk wow, there if you wanted wow, to. Wow, wow. Um, I'd like to be the catalyst to Thank get you. those kids involved. Thank you very and much. And that's being a bit forward. Thank you. Let's do that. Thank We've you. got many months to go, and Thank then you. we tend to get amnesia. Thank but you. let's keep in touch and take it from there. Thank you very much. I know I'll leave you my business David, card. just before I leave you, I've yeah. just got to let everybody know yes. that Picking by Harper, Norwood, which is around the corner, yes. has the following specials until the 6th of May 2018. Mm. You can buy two baby soft two-ply toilet tissues, assorted nines, and baby soft washlets, 42s refills, and that's only 400 rand. You can buy charcoal brickets if you want to have a braai for 100 bucks. Mm. You can buy two black cat peanut butter sorted 800 grams for 100 rand. And you can buy five super mama value Dorsting refuse bags, 
twenties at a hundred rand, and that's only in Pick and Wave Pay Norwood. And there are other ones, uh, other specials that take you now quickly. There's Nescafe Coffee, seven and fifty grams. That's sixty-eight rand. You save eleven bucks. Salati White Sugar, two point five. That's twenty-eight ninety-nine. You save thirteen rand. And sunflower oil, two liters. That's thirty rand. You save twelve rand. Wow, David. As, I, as you said to me outside, an hour, what, what, what are we going to save for an hour? The <laughs> hours <amazing>. come and gone. <laughs> Before it. I let you. you go, thank you. What is, your, what is your website address for Alpha Investment Group? So for Alpha, it's www.alphainvestmentgroup. Right. No, without a group. That's your other It's Alpha Investment. Yeah, Alpha Investment, without an S. Right. Yes. And for, for Kidzania, it is there. It is www. Fantastic. David, best of luck. Thank well you done. very much. Thank you. And uh, we'll speak to you shortly. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, the producers just uh, reminded me that we have a public holiday next week. I'm actually going up to the Northwest, so I will not be here, but I'll see you the following week. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Thanks so much.